Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online and around the world. With the most candid interviews, the mind can play a tremendous influence on your performance, whether it be golf or you name it, I don't care what it is. If you go in with the proper background, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you go in with the proper background and the proper mental state, the odds are you're going to come out successfully. Taking you beyond the ropes. I refuse to give up on life, even though it's been it's been bumpy. You get back up and do it. I, I know you can. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to your friends to be the best person you can be. Unforgettable stories. Say Elaine for us. Yes. <laughs> Elaine, you're out on your patoot. Go spend a week in the Yakavongo Delta. <laughs> a bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Welcome to the program, folks. Pleasure to have your company on this Friday from wherever around the United States, North America, the world. You are joining us today. We are live from the RSM Classic here in the beautiful Terrace Room as part of the Lodge. And what a day it was yesterday. The forecast is for even better today. It was it got to Mark Carnevale is here with me, the 1992 Arnold Palmer Award recipient. That means Rookie of the Year. Well, how, how warm was it yesterday, Carney? I want to say it may have gotten into the low 70s. Really? It got yeah. that warm? Perfect. It, it, That's just perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, but it was it was still a little little chill in the air, but it was, uh, no, it was a beautiful day. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. Well, at top of the leaderboard, seven under par. Webb Simpson is leading the way. He has a one-shot lead over multiple players, and we'll get into the details of the same. But, Carney, you were with Webb yesterday, right? I actually finished him off. Uh, initially, I was out there with Matt Kuchar, Zach Johnson, both residents uh, here at the Sea Island, and uh, who else was Oh, Billy Horschel. Yep. I followed them basically through their 18. Uh, we, our other uh, camera crew was with uh, Webb's group, he and Pat Gazire and Austin Cook, former winner here. And then when they finished, obviously I was hearing what was going on with Webb, uh, you know, through my headset, but uh, when they finished, and I talked to Webb after the round. and uh, Fantastic. Was- now, what Carney was just referring to, you heard him mentioning the cameras. That's because he's doing PGA Tour live here this week. When are you going live this morning? When do you guys go on the air? We go on at 9.15. Okay. We will be out. Uh, I know the group I'll be following will be Davis Love, uh, Kevin Kisner, and Charles Howe III. Oh, that's a good group, too. And then there's the other group, I think, is Jim Furyk. Jason Duffner and whoever the third guy, I can't remember who the third guy in that is. Don may be able to pull up the different groups for us. But just to give you guys an update on what is going on on this leaderboard, again, Webb Simpson stands atop the leaderboard on the mark of seven under par. He has a one-shot lead over those tied for second three, in fact. Tringali, Lee, and Gibson all at six under par. Scott Harrington, great story, as you guys know, coming off the Corn Ferry Tour with what his wife went through. is tied for fifth at five under par. Russell Knox, Don just uh, said in our headset to give you the the third in that grouping uh that group at tied for fifth at five under par that includes scott harrington is a huge one duncan Harmon, uh cheka sabatini brown uh, munoz taylor uh, labodia all of them on five under par it's interesting carney that you had mentioned this last night at dinner and you can see it when you study the leaderboard that there seems to be compared to to past years of the rsm classic this being our 10th 
since they've started to use the, the plantation course, this is the most balanced I've seen in terms of scoring from, from one course to the other. I actually mentioned that during our broadcast, and obviously with the, the renovation and redo of the golf course by Davis's design company, yeah. uh, it's, a, you know, it's a new golf course for all these guys. And not that it was not a good golf course before, but it certainly was probably more resort-friendly, uh, you know, just for the average player. Uh, they have made it, so I think it's a challenge for all players, but it's also a fair golf course now. And uh, I, it was interesting, as I talked to you last night, uh, I got here on Wednesday, and I drove around the golf course and looked at the differences. It was very noticeable. A lot of it were based on the green complexes and mm-hmm. some of the you know, minor changes to the routing. But when you, even if you play it as in a friendly game or, or you look at it, it's much different when you play it. Every golf course is much different when you play it in a competition. And I was just totally impressed by it. Uh, it's something that I would have liked to my eye. I know uh, there'll be people that don't like it based on the, how their performance is. But yeah. that's I don't rate a golf course by my performance. I always rate it by how it plays, what it presents to you. Sure. And I think what Davis and everyone involved with the redesign there does is it, uh, it allows you to play multiple type of golf shots from any location. To be successful, you have to replay a particular golf shot. But so that it means that the average player can play the golf course because they obviously don't have the the arsenal that the the best players in the world have. Mm -hmm. But that's what I like. I mean, there's certain situations where it requires you to play a particular golf shot to be able to make birdie and so forth. And I just like it. And we, we talked about, you know, if you take the surrounding areas of the golf course, the trees and everything away, uh, to me, it looks like a course that would sit right in Southwest Ireland. It kind of sounds just... like it when you when you talk when you. When, I mean, uh, aside from and again, it's different at this level because there does come a point in time where a very specific execution has to be had in order to set yourself up for a birdie opportunity. But if otherwise, it's defined by creativity and choice. That's mm-hmm. very linksy. Absolutely. I mean, there are there are a lot of undulations in the greens, uh, particularly on the holes that are shorter holes. Uh, I'll give you an example. The par four, uh, 17th is 350 yards. So you know, no one's very rarely do you see anyone hit driver off the tee. So they're hitting hybrids, maybe some long irons, maybe some fairway. Wisdom. Does it get tight? Uh, it gets a little tight. There's a bunk in there, and there's a penalty area along the left and yep. water. Uh, but it's a pretty severe green complex. But when you're when you're the best players in the world and you're, you've got sand wedges and wedges in your hand, it right. shouldn't be easy. It shouldn't be flat. I mean, th- th- everybody's going to make birdies, and I think. That's a great design for a shorter hole is that you, you have to execute the appropriate shot and you have to be willing to risk a little bit on that shot, but that's what I like. It was interesting, too, because I heard you, obviously we all heard you just mention you're going to be with Davis Love today. When he sat here the other day, I sensed uh, a, a nervousness, and I, I suppose that's natural, right, that you're introducing something to the world, and not only that, you're introducing it to the world's best and you might get a little nervous about some of the reviews coming in. It, it would seem just a nor- normal course. I mean, I mean, golfers, professional golfers at this level, and I guess all golfers, you know, uh, are critical of, of courses they play. Uh, they, you know, rightly or wrongly so, who knows? I mean, it, it just depends. And, and, you know, the first time you do it, and I would imagine there may be some tweaks uh, as they go back and sure. look at things. Sure, it's a living, breathing thing, sure. Because it's so different when you play it just for the fun. And then when you play it in a competition, 
and you want it to be fair, yet you want it to be challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I'm not going to understand Davis being a, uh, a little nervous. It's like it's like you know, you write a book, you know, you want everybody to like it. Yeah, you know, not everybody's going to like it. No, I've read some of the reviews, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. And and if you, I, I've always believed, and you've known me long enough that I'm a, I'm a pretty honest person, and I I will give you my take on it. Yeah. Now, doesn't mean I'm right, but I give you my take on it, and I think I've seen enough golf courses, I've played enough golf courses to personally be able to judge something. And, uh, you know, you can't judge something just because you play poorly. You, right. you can't say. And, and unfortunately, in our sport, and even in a lot of sports, that's what happens. People judge it just because of their performance, and that doesn't make or not make a golf course you know, well-designed. I, what I like about, if, if we want to talk about the philosophy of golf course design today, what I like about the, the philosophy of golf course design today, especially for a place like this, this is a resort. Mm-hmm. So 99-plus percent of the time, you have people that are staying here that want to go out and have a good time. So they, they make these wide landing areas, so yes. it's not going to kill you. You're using a different tee, so they're coming in with a higher lofted club so you can play the course. And both uh, Davis Love third and his brother Mark, who did this, used the same word to describe their objective, and I loved it. They used the word fun. Absolutely. You know how there was the period where everything had to be hard? Yes. You know, so you'd come off and say, gee, that was the hardest course I ever played. Really? I don't care. Did you have fun? Yeah. More it's, important, right? I played competitively for, you know, 25 years. Okay. It took a while for me after I, I chose to stop playing competitively to enjoy golf, to have fun. And, and I'll use this example. And I play with this group at uh, TPC Sawgrass occasionally. And you go out there, and, you know, I, I play from the blue tee. Sometimes I play all the way back at the stadium. And then about three years ago, I said, this is nuts. I'm not playing competitively. I want to have fun yeah. out there. It's a social event. I play from the white tees now. Pick it up. It's good. I know. It, does, it doesn't matter. I, I'm, and I think when they say fun, that's what fun is. Well, what do you call that? Isn't it the munchkins or something like that? Yeah, the munchkins. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not all little people. No, it's good. It's a perfect name for a group, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, as the founding members, charter members, you know, obviously a lot of them are no longer with us. You got Grumpy. You got all the different guys that are in there. All right, so to get some perspective on those that were out competing yesterday, we had talked about Webb Simpson leading the way at seven under par. He spoke with Golf Channel's Damon Hack, and we start by asking the man, how did it feel out there? It was solid. I was off to a, a bit of a sluggish start, uh, but kind of hung in there. And Paul told me on the range this morning just to stay patient because he knew that there was going to be birdies to be had on the plantation. Um, you know, and I needed to hear that because I was one over there through about five holes. And, you know, playing with guys who were making birdies, it's hard to stay patient. But I was able to do that and uh, started making some putts on the, on the back nine. Caught up with J.J. Henry yesterday. He said there's a lot of Hilton Head elements to plantation. Of course, Davis Love won five times at that golf course. How much of the changes here remind you of Hilton Head, another place where you had some success? Yeah, I mean, it's usually windy here like Hilton Head, so you got to keep your ball on the ground. Um, you, you have plenty of holes that are crosswind, uh, so it can be challenging. There's water everywhere. Um, so there are some similarities, uh, but I, I love the redesign. He did a great job, and there's a lot of slope in the greens now, and so you can really use those slopes to help you and feed the ball to the hole. Less than a month away from the President's Cup, a lot of intrigue. Uh, Tigers replaced Brooks Kepka with Ricky Fowler. How would you describe the state of the, the team in terms of confidence going into Australia? Um, I think everyone's very confident. You know, it's a little 
it's a little different than last year, you know, having this much time off um, or time between when the team was decided in, in, in the President's Cup. Um, but I know guys have been playing and practicing and gearing up for it. So I think everyone's confident, sad about Brooks not being on the team, but happy that, that Ricky gets to join. Um, I've, I've played on many teams with, with Ricky. So um, should be a great week and, you know, brings back memories of my first team event there in 2011. So I love, love that golf course and look forward to it. A good amount to react to there. That was courtesy of Golf Channel Damon Hack speaking with our first-round leader, Webb Simpson, who fired a 7-under par 65 for a one-shot lead. Uh, there is so much to, to talk about there, Carney. I mean, first of all, the comparison to Harbortown I thought was interesting mm-hmm. with some of the railroad ties used, et cetera. Did you see a piece of that lineage? Uh, not from my perspective, mm-hmm. but uh, I just because there's not the closeness of the overhanging trees. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's some. I mean, you hit it in the wrong spot, you're going to have that. But uh, it's, you know, playing Hilton Head, and I love I love Harbortown, but it's like going to a bowling alley, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. I mean, and I like that for me, for my game. That suited my game well. But, uh, no, I, I, I just, it's, uh, it, it certainly looks like it belongs mm. here. And, and to me, that's, again, I know, you know, designers and, and people that build golf courses have built golf courses that don't really fit the area. I want it to fit the area. Yes. And I want it to be, you know, almost congruent with, you know, everything about it. And it's just, as I said, it's, it's, it's right in front of you. Uh, and I said, you know, you'll, you'll get good comments. You'll probably get some guys that don't like it. But I think probably, unfortunately, it'll be related to how they play. Yeah, well, you, there's not a golf course in the world that you're not going to have people come yeah. off the course and say they don't like it. Anywhere, it doesn't matter what it is. W- when you think about Webb Simpson, his career is such an interesting arc, isn't it? You know, a U.S. Open champion, the the anchoring band that comes in to to recover from that, to make. I, I would say quietly. That's probably an unfair term to use, but quietly make international teams for mm-hmm. the United States, and and he's obviously excited about competing. It's just on so many different levels. Webb Simpson is a pretty fascinating case. It is, and I think it, it you, know, you can attribute to the fact that the there's. Such a variety of players that are successful in this game. Uh, you know, he's Webb's not the flashy guy. He's not the guy that demands all the attention. You know, he's not a Ricky Fowler. He's not a Tiger Woods. He's his own man. Yeah. And I think that's. And I've always said this, and I and I truly believe it, that your golf game needs to reflect your personality. Uh, I think that's very important because mm-hmm. you, then you don't go out of the box. I mean, you're you're. You're within yourself, and I think one of the things about Webb, obviously a very talented player, uh, Wake Forest played for Jerry Haas, the yep. coach at Wake Forest, great lineage there, the Arnold Palmer, the Curtis Strange, Lanny Watkins, and and so forth. But I think, and and I am, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm not a caddy person. My caddies did different things for me, but I think his relationship with Paul Tesori, uh, it, it, it's almost a mirror image of Webb. They're both very positive people, and it's reflected in his, in his success. It's amazing, isn't it? So, as I mentioned to you, between those on six under par and five under par, the group is large. Uh, again, the lead on seven under par. But there is one at four under par, Brendan Todd, who has won his last two starts, and he finished on four under par after the first round. So he is keeping it going. This is courtesy of Golf Channel, his reaction to round one feels pretty easy right now, um, but, you know, I've struggled enough and I'm humble enough to realize that it can flip on you at any time, so I'm just trying to, you know, focus one hole at a time and just keep playing my best. 
I was almost itching to go back to that Monday qualifier this fall just because I had such a good memory of shooting 61 at Brunswick Country Club. But, you know, I'm just excited to be back playing great. And, uh, you know, this is a place where I won SECs as a freshman in college and just uh, have really good memories down here. The context of the Monday qualifier that he was discussing is that Brendan Todd last year, less than a year ago, in December of 2018, they had meetings set up for him to get a corporate job, for him to possibly coach uh, at a collegiate level, maybe a restaurant, Dom, he was thinking about opening. But instead, he goes out and shoots a 61 to Monday qualify for this event. He finishes it in a piece of 54th place, and it changed everything. He is now, since that time, he already was a winner on the PGA Tour. Now he's a multiple-time winner since that time, and he's keeping it going. Now, Carney mentioned that he would be following the likes of Davis Love the third Today, Davis is the host of this event here at Sea Island, this RSM Classic. Damon Hack caught up with Davis Love the third, And what he was talking about was the concept of, of everyone knows about those, and we probably all do it, you play your best golf on the range, right? How do you take that and transfer it over to when you have to get down to business? I did the same thing today on the front nine. I didn't get it from the range to the course after Mr. Lumpkin told me I was hitting it really well. Um, I didn't do, didn't get off to a great start, but I, I hung in there and was patient, made some putts on the back nine and um, got a decent score out of it. Not what, obviously what I wanted for a start, but if you're under par, you're always uh, in pretty good shape. You're at a transition point in your career. You're dipping your toe in the announcing waters. How are you going to balance You know when you want to play when you want to hold a microphone? Well, my number one job is going to be, you know, being prepared for CBS. Um, my number two job is to have fun and play golf. And I think that'll free me up a little bit. But, um, you know, obviously I'm not going to be playing CBS events, so I'll have to play around it. It means a lot more Champions Tour events. I need to dip both toes <laughs> in over on the Champions Tour and less out here. Um, these guys, you know, they hit it so far. Courses like these two, um, you know, maybe Hilton Head. Um, I can still compete a little bit, but the the big ones, you know, I'm I'm gonna struggle. So I need to uh, just have some fun playing golf, and uh, I'm excited about San Diego getting started uh, with a microphone. We know you as the mayor around here, ten years at the RSM Classic. Uh, you've seen a lot of young players come up and play this golf tournament. You put your hands in the dirt over the plantation course. What are you most proud of as you look at the evolution of this tournament? Well, just uh, just in in scoring with our good friend Montana, and he said this has become one of my favorite tournaments. Just to hear comments like that over and over that um, what we've built here, um, and you know, we're just copying off other tournaments, successful tournaments. Watch Johnny Harris build one up there in, in Charlotte at Quail Hollow, and we stole some of his people, and we just copied what he did. Um, he copied what he did at the International, which everybody loved. So I'm proud that the, the players love it, the fans love it, our sponsor is unbelievable i know you heard that tuesday night at our prime draw party they wrote us a check for 3.8 million dollars in our birdie for love program so just the things that they do we have lanto griffin here trying to win another 300,000 for for his own charity that just the the team we built with sea island with rsm with all our other partners it's just uh, it's been a really blessing to this community and communities all around the country Having a profound impact on the same, that $3.8 million was a record total for the Birdies for Love. Just a few short years ago, we were talking about $100,000 raised from the effort, and now it's up to just under $4 million in the year. Absolutely remarkable. And I can tell you that for 2020, we've got some really cool things on the way with that as well. Uh, Carney, when, when you 
Uh, granted, Davis is a member of the World Golf Hall of Fame. He's he's lifetime exempt on the PGA Tour. He's the host of this event and more. He's on his way to do broadcasting on CBS. So his impact has already been profound and will continue to have its own profound path. But the ability at 55 years old to play still on the PGA Tour and be out there, that kind of longevity, that kind of regardless of how you define the excellence, but to have it for that long a period of time, that's something that's really rare in fairness and remarkable. Absolutely it is. And I think you even attribute some of the uh, the injuries that Davis has had over the years too, and that's a factor. But it goes down to, Matt, and I, and I honestly believe this wholeheartedly, that ultimately it comes down to the passion you have for the game. Mm-hmm. If you have enough passion for it, you can find a way to continue to perform. And obviously with Davis's involvement in all aspects of the game of golf, uh, it shows that he has a true passion for this game, and obviously it goes back to his father, and you know now through his kids, and 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 what he's doing here, it's uh, it's pretty remarkable, and uh, you know very few people, as you and I spoke, get to do something in their life that involves their passion. Isn't that the truth? And uh, certainly golf is. Davis is passionate about that. Yeah, he's got a lot of passion, so in fairness. If you ever see his barn, it looks like he's about <laughs> to invade a third-world country. He's got every type of equipment in there and big trucks and all the rest. So last question for you, Carney, because you're about ready to get on the air. Uh, PGA Tour Live is where you can see Carney's work today. PGA Tour Live is distributed by NBC Sports Gold, and you guys can pick it up. Very, very much recommend for you to do the same. We love it. So you've got Webb Simpson in lead at 7 under par after 65. And, folks, I will be giving you an update on Dubai in just a little while, too, and let you know what Rory did out there in for most of you the overnight hours. Tringali, K.H. Lee, Rain Gibson at 6 under par. The next grouping, as I said, is large, so I'm just going to kind of uh, jump over it because it is setting up a question for for Carney, you got Scott Harrington, a 39-year-old rookie at five under par 65, a great story, a local product, and Brian Harmon at five under par. He had a 67 as well. Again, veteran campaigners and Alex Cheka and Rory Sabatini, Scott Brown, all of these guys are in the hunt, tied for fifth at five under par. Nick Taylor, Mackenzie Hughes, who's had success here. Dylan Fratelli, who's had success already this year, start the grouping at four under par. Dark Redman, one of the young guys. Mark Hubbard, who was sitting in Carney's seat where he's sitting right now just yesterday talking about this. He's four under par after a 68. What I'm getting at with all of this, Carney, is this leaderboard is what it always is at the RSM Classic. It is defined by variety. There is no one particular style that you can point to here for these golf courses. And I think that's true now for most events on the PGA Tour that we see. And it, it goes back to the, the quality and the ability of these players and how it has become this worldwide. I mean, it was, you know, people play golf all over the world when I played. But this attention and the opportunity was not there when I played. And now we're seeing it. And it's uh, the game of golf, I, you know, I continue to say, is in, in, in a very good place. It continues to impress me and amaze me at times as to how the quality continues to be as good as it is and not just from players we think that it should be from. Yeah, which makes it, I think, exciting. I love depth. I, I love the fact that a winner can come out of anywhere, whether it's one of these young guns 
or whether it's a veteran grizzled campaigner. Uh, talking about a beautiful place, that is exactly where we are here at the Sea Island Resort, the RSM Classic, 9.15 a.m. for your coverage yes. starting on PGA Tour Live, and you go to win. Four o'clock. Four o'clock this afternoon. Yes. Uh, so you can catch Carney on the TV coverage. You can catch him on PGA Tour Radio as well as he continues to bring us that which is happening in and around the game of golf from wherever it is happening anywhere on the PGA Tour. Good to see you, Ralph. Good to see you, Carney. Thank Many you very always. much for joining us here on this uh, Friday morning. You got shorts on? Or you got, you no, no, no. Long no got, we're long oh, you got to wear just, yeah. like, just like back in the day. Because <laughs> it's going to be warm out there today. But enjoy it. Yeah. All right, folks. When we come back, we're going to be joined by our on-course correspondent throughout the course of the week. Andy Bossman will be joining us to give us an insight into all the things that are happening here at the RSM Classic that are surrounding it. In fact, the tournament director is going to be joining us in a little while in the program as well to give us some of the glimpse behind the curtain and behind the scenes of that which is happening right here. Round number one is in the books. Round number two will be starting very soon. And Play in Dubai has already wrapped up on this Friday. We're going to give you an update on what's going on on the European Tour coming up in the program as well. And before we wrap up, I promise you, I'll give you all of the air times of how and where you can get your coverage of the RSM Classic, of the DP World Tour Championship, and the CM, uh, CME Group Tour Championship taking place down in South Florida. Stay with us. More of the Fairways of Life show live from the RSM Classic after this. My new book is called The Golf Round. I'll never forget 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. Look, we're going into the holiday season. I hope this is the perfect gift for the person in your life that loves the history of the game. History like this, the 1978 Masters. Well, first of all, I'm seven shots behind Tom Watson. And my son says to me, he says, Dad, you're playing so well. If you putt well today, you can shoot 65 and win. Well, it's not easy to shoot 65 at Augusta. Anyway, I'm out in 34 with a bogey, and I come back in 30. I actually touched the hole three times, but thank goodness I didn't because I would have never been invited back to Augusta. The book is called The Golf Round. I'll never forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. I hope you enjoy it. You can pick it up wherever fine books are sold, including barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. FootJoy, the number one out-brand in golf, ensures that you can make every day playable with performance gear to handle any weather condition. All FootJoy products are designed to provide the best golfing experience regardless of the conditions. Every piece of FootJoy gear goes through years of testing and validation to ensure the ultimate in golf performance. Trust the brand that has been number one forever. Learn how you can make every day playable at FootJoy.com slash M-E-D-P. Boeing Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boeing Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boeing Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoeingGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it for 
ever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Tick-borne diseases like Lyme disease, which will have more than 7,000 new cases per week this season, and biting bugs like mosquitoes that could be carrying West Nile virus or even Zika, are threats to everyone, but in particular, to golfers. Stay safe with serious protection from Ranger Ready Repellent. I use it because it works. It will not stain your clothes. It doesn't contain toxic deke. And it's available in multiple scents, even an option for no scent at all. Whether you like boating, golf, gardening, hunting, whatever you do outdoors, protect yourself with Ranger Ready Repellent. For more information, go to rangerready.com. The U.S. Open, golf's most storied championship, returns to the iconic Winged Foot Golf Club. Next June, see firsthand the remarkable moments, the energy, the excitement of the 120th U.S. Open Championship. Don't miss your chance to be here next year, June 15th through the 21st, 2020. Tickets on sale now at usopen.com forward slash 2020. Tommy, a round of 68 for a total of nine under. Just give us your thoughts on that one. Uh, good day. Um, played really, really well. Uh, stuck at it. Stayed um, very patient. Felt like I did a really good job after the fourth of just um, just playing really good, solid golf. It wasn't easy today. The wind really picked up. Um, so, yeah, it was a pretty tough day. So I think anything um, anything under par would have been a, a really solid day. So four unders I'm, I'm happy with. What was the biggest challenge playing in those gusty wind conditions? Uh, I just think, you know, the greens are firming up a little bit. Um, there was a couple of short and tees, like on par fives, but some of the pins some of the pins were tricky. You know, it's not always that easy to get very close. Uh, so, all in all, it's not that, you know, it's not that easy to, to score. Um, so, yeah, and, it, you know, the, there's some long, long golf balls out there when you get to, like, you know, I think about 12 and 13, back to back, that really, really tough. And then you have pretty slick greens, pretty big greens. Um, but, you know, got to do what you got to do. I mean, you just uh, keep going. You were very disappointed in your play at the HSBC. Took a week off, did some work with Alan Thompson, came out and won last week and again going well this week. Does that show the value of having a coach who just understands your swing inside out and can fix you quickly when you don't feel quite on it? Uh, 100%, yeah. Um, you know, every... Uh, yeah, coaches are so important. You don't... You know, it's very difficult to see what you're doing yourself. Um, I think the first first day we saw each other uh, for a practice day after China, he wanted to go straight on the course. He knew, you know, he knew exactly what he was looking for, um, and he and he, you know, he'd seen sort of on TV like certain things that I was I was doing wrong, um, and just went out on the golf course before hitting balls on a range. Saw what was going on back on the range, try and rectify it. Spent a few days working on that, and um, yeah, I mean, Tomo known me a very very long time and never really leads me astray too far so it's it's nice to have him around tommy fleetwood good round today second round in dubai dom's going to give us a leaderboard update in just a second todd thompson the tournament director here at the rsm classic will be joining us in just a moment andy bossman who has a role in a job at rsm but taking and taking a back seat to what's going on this week as our correspondent dom what's going on in dubai well, Mike Lorenzo Vera is leading. He has a three-shot lead over that voice you just heard, Tommy Fleetwood. He is 12 under par, but he struggled a bit coming in. Bogeyed 15 and bogeyed the easy 18th after pulling his drive uh, left off the tee. And as, as mentioned, Fleetwood 9 under par. John Rahm, really strong coming in. Birdied 14, birdied 16, 
eagled 18 to get to 900 Ooh. par. So he is tied for second right now with Tommy Fleetwood. Now remember, Tommy and John are both in the running. They're in that group of guys who, if they win or have a high finish, they're going to win the race to Dubai. Now, you're probably wondering, man, Rory shot a 64 yesterday. What did he do today? Well, he shot a 74 today, oh. and he dropped to six under par, which kind of came out of left field a little bit, huh? Especially considering how he's been playing. Yeah, indeed, especially considering how he's playing. Uh, six under par now has him six shots back of the lead that is held by Lorenzo Vera, but it's obviously setting itself up for a shootout as we continue. The leaderboard here at the RSM Classic after day one, preparing for day two, is also absolutely stacked. Webb Simpson leading the way at seven under par after a 65. Cameron Tringali. K.H. Lee and Rain Gibson are those one shot behind after rounds of 64. Is it safe to say, Andy, the, the, the scoring conditions, if based on weather, were per, was just perfect yesterday? It was ideal yesterday. I mean, the conditions were fantastic. The, the courses are in great shape. Greens were holding shots. And, man, the putters were hot out there yesterday. And it looks like the, the prospect of pleasant weather going forward for the next couple of days is very good. Yeah, it looks great. It looks like we may get a little moisture, but it looks like it's going to come in overnight Saturday, yep. be gone by Sunday morning, maybe a little breezy, a little bit cooler on Sunday, which would make for actually an exciting final round. And what did, what did you hear uh, in terms of one course versus the other since we have the kind of unique and exciting reality that we have a new course being introduced to PGA Tour this week? You know, just walking around talking to some of the guys, I've heard nothing but very positive things about uh, both courses. Certainly Seaside is just an absolute gem, but I've heard nothing but positive about the redo of Plantation. Um, I think, and my numbers may be off, it looked like it may have played even just a tad harder than Seaside yesterday. Interesting. Um, but, no, it's um, just great feedback, and um, I can't say enough about what Mark and Davis have done and certainly Barry um, here, I mean, for that course to be in the condition it's in, yeah. which is just amazing, um, coming off the redo, it's uh, it's all great stuff. Your instincts are 100% correct. I just looked it up while you were chatting. Plantation <coughs> played to an average of 70.7 yesterday, Seaside playing to 69.4. Now, from given the fact that there are tickets still available if people want to come out to the RSM Classic today over the course of the weekend, you're going to have a unique experience here, not only because you have two distinctive golf courses that you can enjoy, but also because the experience from a fan's perspective is so distinctive, whether we're talking about food or whatever it is that, that you feel like taking in. I mean, where else can you get off the bus, grab a little southern soil, a little barbecue, head out, and stand four or five feet away from the pros as they're teeing off? And really just see up close and personal how good these guys are. Um, it's incredible. And we were, um, as you know, you saw us coming back in and warming up in the fireplace. We were out at 6 this morning to yeah. watch the sunrise. And I tweeted one of the photos. Did, that's fantastic. Yeah, photo, yes. I think I responded to you. It's not a bad office you have here this week. This oh, it's, it, well, your office was pretty good this morning because you guys <laughs> made the effort of seeing that sunrise. Absolutely inspiring. And both he and Bill had these photos that were incredibly remarkable oh yeah and i see your tweet tough job having to start your work day with that view matt it is absolutely incredible and it is absolutely inspiring now birdies for love lancel griffin 131 
Yep. Birdie is standing atop the leaderboard over three players at 122. Maverick McNeely, Scotty Scheffler, Xin Zhang, all in 122. Denny McCarthy is 120. Brian Gay is 120. You know, the funny thing is, I'm just, just as an aside, when you look at Denny and you look at Brian, both of whom are in this field too, and you're at 120 versus 131, you could go deep in the rounds that are left. You could theoretically eclipse Griffin at the top of yeah. this leader. Oh. This, this race isn't over yet. It's not even close to over. Yeah, you look at anybody in that top six, all of who are playing here, easily could walk away with that 300000 donation. Um, yeah, you look at what Webb did out there yesterday, some of the other guys chasing him at five and six under. <coughs> I definitely think there. I mean, it's going to be a lot of movement in this leaderboard over the next and couple of days. You know, the funny thing is, too, in fairness, because we haven't really talked about this very much, the 300000 which all the players say I'm going to use and when I'm going to seed a, a foundation, et cetera, et cetera, with it, you're still talking about 150 and 50 as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's really significant. Yeah, there's a half million dollars sitting out there that we're going to you know, we're going to hand out by the end of the day on Sunday. So, yeah, that's great. And then when you look at just, you know, and remembering there's the competition within. So there's also the most birdies just during the Classic itself. And so you've got Cameron Tringali at seven and a whole host of folks. Uh, right behind him at six. So it, it's going to be fun to watch, you know, and a lot of money to help some uh, very worthy causes. Uh, Todd Thompson is going to be coming up here in about 30 seconds. But before before we let you go, because this is the last time we'll get a chance to talk to you in your current role, I guess, Dom, is still there's some problems with your paperwork, but oh, I'm sure he'll, okay. he'll, he'll figure I'm watching it. for the check, Dom. Yeah, he'll figure, it's just it's some issues. It's just the mail, Andy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a, you know, around these holidays, things get slow. Yeah, you know? Really <laughs> slow. Yeah, that's true. Call the 1-800 really, number. Really. <laughs> <laughs> the helpline that Dom has established. So, but there are other things that are going to be going on here. One of which tomorrow, when we're going to possibly see someone win a million dollars with a hole in one. I tell you, our, our head of PR said it's happening this year. She's already written the press release. We just got to put the name. You feeling? It. She's feeling it. She's feeling it. But now, yeah. what happens for the closest two? Uh, the one who gets the closest to, they get a, uh, a package to come back down to Sea Island and have a, an enjoyable weekend stay, thanks to awesome. our, uh, our partners here at Sea Island. Absolutely awesome. And then the concert Saturday night? Concert Saturday night. Big um, concert. Huge concert. I mean, Cole is absolutely phenomenal. It was great when he was here several years ago. And um, I know there's tickets still available, but uh, it's filling up. It's filling Excellent. Up. RSM Classic is the best place to go online for, for the RSMclassic.com. Absolutely. Right, for more information on that. Thank you for your, your heavy efforts. This Thank week. you for all Hopefully your help. Hopefully, we this didn't week. tax you too much. Uh, uh, you know, I'll be all right. All right. <laughs> Dom said, call him later on. I'll send you a text, Tom. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a special <laughs> number for you. All right. Todd Thompson is the tournament director here of the RSM Classic. He's about to switch out with Andy so we can get a perspective from him. Now, this is, this is from. As I like to say, behind the curtain, on the inside of everything that's going on. So, Mr. Tournament Director, what is the assessment as yet in terms of your satisfaction? Weather's beautiful. I mean, it's been a great week. Uh, is we, that like the number one concern uh, for a well, tournament director? For, uh, absolutely. Yeah. If we were here last week, we'd be sitting here. The fireplace would be going, and everybody had rain gear on. Really? Oh, it was uh, Thursday through Saturday last week. 50... 48, 50 degrees, rainy, lots of rain. And we had no six kidding. inches of rain all last week. So how closely were you monitoring the, like, 10-day forecast and all that? Started Seared. the 30-day forecast 45 days ago. Awesome. <laughs> Watching it. So, yeah, absolutely. A uh, couple of things I want to run through. I'm not going to hold you long because I know how busy it is for you as tournament director here. Plantation Course had its its debut. It, its coming out party was yesterday to the best in the world. How did it perform? 
uh, did very well. I, you know, I just heard you talking to Andy about the scoring. Um, and you know, typically, if the winds are down, plantation plays a stroke or a stroke and a half harder than seaside. Now, if the winds get up, it's going to reverse. Sure. So you'll probably see Saturday and Sunday. Well, there's no comparison, but because we don't play plantation on the weekend, but you'll see the average go up on seaside on these last two days. Yeah, because the winds are going to get a little bit higher. Sunday is going to be a tougher day to play right. as well. Right. This is going to be a little bit colder. Northwest wind, a total switch from um, the southwest winds are forecasting for Saturday. But the as far as the plantation goes, in terms of even the overseed, from what I could see, the density is good. It looks like everything is taken. So whatever weather you had coming in, at least it was good enough to allow this thing to get thick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, what Barry is a wizard. I don't know how he grows what he – I mean – you know, last year, December 8th, this place was dirt. I mean, they, they plowed it up. They moved, I don't know how many truckloads of, of dirt out of here when they lowered all these greens. But you know, I know you talked to Mark the other day about it. But, um, you know, just the the pass-pound fairways make the it, – it's it's almost like hitting off carpet. Yeah. As opposed to the Bermuda on the seaside. Yeah, when when the when it just it, the way it sets up, uh, such as it is, which is absolutely fantastic, at that. When you're we're in the we're in the throes of it now, but when you're trying to convince players to come out and play at the RSM Classic, even though word of mouth kind of does much of the work itself amongst players, but what is the message that you have for players if somebody said, well, "What do you mean, Todd? Why should I play?" Well, if you haven't been here, you you don't know what this place is. This place is so great to show off to people who've never been here before they they see the beauty they see the quality they see the five-star service um just the you know the moss you know the moss and the trees i mean it's everything and if you if you set sell them on it's a family atmosphere end of the season leading into thanksgiving you know there's something for the wives you know we got the wiffle ball we have voted the best daycare on tour i mean the kids are hanging out the beach club you know, not not such a bad place to hang out. Camp Cloister, we learned Camp about. Camp Cloister, yesterday. right? You got great uh, locker rooms. I mean, just the facilities here are make it very easy for us to sell to somebody and feel confident when they get here they're going to enjoy it. Might be the best locker room anywhere on tour. It, it's when we get our reviews that that it is number one. Oh, is it? Absolutely, oh, see? absolutely, fantastic. Your boy played yesterday. Yeah, he did. What happened? Tell us, tell us about how I he's got, doing, how he got in, all that. Well, he got in through the Jones Cup. Um, he. Lost in a playoff last year in a rain-shortened event, and it was a one-hole playoff, and, and he, he made a bogey on the first hole and, and lost that to Akshay. And then Akshay turned pro, and we always give the winner an exemption into the uh, into the RSM. And so Davis and Mark still wanted an amateur in the field, and uh, I, I told my hands are out of it. Like if they wanted to pick him, pick him, and they did, and he had a great time yesterday. Learned a lot. Uh, I saw him play maybe six or eight or six or eight holes out of the hole 18 yeah. and uh he looked comfortable yesterday what, what didn't he shoot two under he did he did he, he's just that would have him tied for 43rd right now that's pretty darn good right he had PGA a great Tour, front man. nine and then he had a couple bogeys on on hit the front side of um seaside when he was which was his backside and then he made a couple birdies coming in so uh, got it back to two under is it with everything else that you have going on uh, this week but even even outside of the RSM Classic when he's playing, is it harder for you when you're standing outside the ropes? Are you are you able to disconnect or are you like? <laughs> I am because I've watched him since he's been like eight, playing golf and, and competing. Obviously, you know U.S. kids type stuff, and then yeah. um, local stuff in the state. And then he played on my junior tour, um, Southeastern Junior Golf Tour, and then the college level. And and now that he's 
an amateur golfer you know, in the summertime. I'll caddy for him a few times. So it's, oh, it's cool to just uh, hang out with him and, you know, walk with your son and, and, and see a good time. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, Mark Carnival was in here earlier with us, as you know, the 1992 PGA Tour Rookie of the Year. It's now called the Arnold Palmer Award. Had a great conversation about the new plantation course, but more so for, for this purpose. Talk to him about the variety of names in your leaderboard. It's been the way led by Webb Simpson on seven under par, three players and six under right behind him, huge group at five under par, so it's a packed leaderboard after day one. But it's the variety on that leaderboard that's so remarkable to me. There's no one particular style, whether it's power or whether it's finesse, that you could point to with the names in this leaderboard. It's amazing to me that two golf courses with a field of this depth can have that much variety within it is it is unique and and you know most courses like a u.s open or, or another golf course you peg oh this is a bomber's course or harbor town this is a, a, sh- a shorter course it's tight and you know pretty much who's probably going to play well there and but it is neat you know we come right off the cordon ferry finale in a sense where these the guys that earn their tour cards so they're anxious to get started I think that's why we have so much young talent at, at our event. I love that because that young talent is the talent that's going to inherit the PGA Tour going down the road. So it's a really cool lineage that you have at this time of year. How are you holding up with everything? You getting enough rest? Good. Yeah, getting some. You know, once we get past Wednesday, which is our biggest day, um, getting all these amateurs in here and make sure they have a good time. And then you know, we still have a lot going on. You know, we have our we got a little Saturday program going on um, this year, which is a first time thing out in Frederica. Okay. Uh, we got the concert tomorrow night with Cole Swindell at the airport. Um, we're watching the weather a little bit on that. Tickets Stor- are still available. Tickets still available. Getting close to selling out. Very close. So Whoa. if you got to get the, if you want to get in here, get those tickets bought today. Last time he was here, remember how cold it was? It was cold and it was a little bit different venue, and we only had one gate open to get in because they had an issue with the runway oh uh, they were repaving it and so we but this uh so traffic wise i would just tell everybody leave leave with time to get in we got three gates to get you in get you out and uh be patient with us we have a little warm-up act um matt rogers is going to a lead act for uh for cole and uh look forward to having a great time that that will be a great time uh, rsmclassic.com if you want to get more information on that there are tickets available for the event as well so whether it's today or whether it's over the weekend if you want to come out and see the best in the world do their thing here at the sea island resort you're more than welcome to do that as well always a pleasure to see you thank you for the always. hospitality Thanks with everything this for week. it's been this tournament it's been tremendous all around i'm really looking forward to the million dollar hole in one challenge tomorrow that is night. fun to watch we're going to be about 160 yards or so and uh see if we can't get one in there 160 yards for a million dollars that's and then the concert and then uh, we'll wrap everything up on sunday night and find out who will be the champion in 2019 of the rsm classic thank you my friend thank back you. with more of the fairways of life show here live from the rsm classic in the terrace room at this absolutely beautiful lodge at the sea island resort when we come back we're going to review where we are at and how you too can pick up on that and that includes the LPGA's wrapping up the CME Globe. And just like on the European Tour, where we're going to hear from John Rahm, we're going to hear from Nelly Corder on the LPGA side. We're not done yet. Stay with us. Moments. Moments like this. The 1973 U.S. Open. Here's Johnny Miller. We got a letter also on Saturday morning and said, you're going to win the U.S. Open for some guy in Iowa and- I'd never got a, a letter that that's all it was. They didn't sign it, nothing. It was just from Iowa, you're going to win the U.S. Open. So it was sort of an interesting experiences that led up to that uh, winning that Open. Uh, and, and the round itself was 
sort of out of nowhere because it just was a, a perfect round of golf. I mean, it literally was a perfect round of golf. The book is called The Golf Round I'll Never Forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. I hope you enjoy it. You can pick it up wherever fine books are sold, including barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. It's time for you to discover Stream Song, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Doak, Bill Core, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, ensures that you can make everyday playable with rain jackets for all weather conditions. New to the FJ Performance Outwear lineup this year is the all-new DryJoy Select LS, the lightest, most waterproof garment FJ has ever produced, setting a new standard in rainwear. Amazingly, it's actually lighter than a golf shirt, but still fully waterproof. You can shop now at FootJoy.com slash M-E-D-P. BenHoganGolf.com is where you can go to see the beautiful product that's being produced right now, bearing the name of the legend. You know, when he founded the original company in 1953, Ben Hogan said he did it, quote, to design and manufacture the best golf clubs in the world, end quote, and that is exactly what their mantra is today. Only it's going directly to you, not through retail stores, so they're saving that 40%, 50% retail markup. You can get the best, and you can get it directly from their master craftsmen. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com now. If you're a golfer or enjoy activities outside, you are at risk. The risk of Lyme disease and other illnesses are a national threat. Add in insect-borne illnesses like West Nile and Zika. Ranger Ready is insect repellent that's serious protection with premium wearable scents in clean, non-greasy formula. Ranger Ready is the best insect repellent available, period. Safe. 12-hour protection, nothing comes close. Log on to rangerready.com for more information. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Welcome back to the program, folks. Pleasure to have your company. We're live from the RSM Classic here at the beautiful Sea Island Resort. So the CME Group Tour Championship is going on as we speak. And just like what we're going to be talking about in a second on the European Tour, you've got two competitions within one, yes and no. The CME Group, remember, it was top 60 go in. And if you get into the top 60 in the CME points, don't worry about it. You're in the competition. You can win the whole thing. And it is a record purse, the highest ever for the women. Se Young Kim leads the way in seven under par after 65. She has a two-shot lead over multiple players at five under. Georgia Hall, So Young Ru, Nellie Korda. How about Nellie Korda's finish? Cruising along at one under par right up until 15. Then she goes birdie, eagle, birdie at 16, 17, and 18. To finish on 67, let's hear from Nellie Corda in terms of how she accomplished the same. 
Yeah, I mean, I had two weeks off after my win, so I kind of feel fresh, and um, I'm not complaining about my finish, birdie, eagle, birdie, so that was kind of fun. How about these conditions? You play a lot of golf on this Bermuda, this heavy grain. Uh, you're used to this kind of wind, these temperatures. How much do you think that that pays off, uh, especially when there is so much at stake this week? Yeah, definitely. I mean, growing up in Florida, playing on Bermuda definitely helps. Um, it's really grainy around the greens. I think I've putted a couple off the green, which I never do. I chip everything. and But the conditions are pretty tough around the greens, so it definitely helps when you've grown up in Florida. Can you tell me real quickly, because Judy Rankin wants to know what's the with your sister this year what's on on the line we actually don't have anything <laughs> really wow. we don't have anything okay. it's probably because she missed the first start of the year so she's like we're not doing anything this year <laughs> well you answered judy's question well played today <laughs> thank you great job by lisa cornwell there one of the best in the business at what she does nelly corda five under par only two shots off the lead marina alex is amongst those in four under par so too is brooke henderson carolyn masson zet salas all on the mark of four under part. Now, shifting over to Dubai, which is interesting because it is still an event that is an event within an event. You're talking about the season-long competition in the race to Dubai. You're also talking about the championship this week. Now, someone who finished in an absolute flourish, which included an eagle at the 18th hole, is one John Rahm. In the middle of his round, as he was starting to make the turn, a double bogey at the 8th kind of made you look at it and go, is John Rahm doing what he has a tendency to do sometimes, which is just kind of a, a, a his focus goes someplace? Well, he definitely got it back in laser form to finish his round. He's tied for second with Tommy Fleetwood, who you heard from earlier. They are three shots behind the lead of Mike Lorenzo Vera. Let's hear from the Spaniard, John Rahm. John, possibly an average day that turned into a good day after the back nine. Average, I would say way below average. Uh, that turned to a really good day. Um, can't be many low rounds out there with three unders. Felt sort of felt like a six or seven under today. Uh, not my best start, honestly. Uh, I felt good in all parts of my game except uh, my putting. I don't know. It's just, you know, I missed a few early, lost a little confidence. I couldn't really commit to some of the putts, and it was maybe a little more doubtful than I would have liked. But uh, I stayed positive. You know, I try to keep a good mind frame and. I started in the nine, I kind of turned it around, right? I started hitting better putts, better shots, and even though they didn't go in, they felt good. So uh, that's why I turned it around on the, on the back and, you know, that little bonus of making uh, an eagle on 18 to, to cap the day and end up making a great round. I mean, how important are holes like nine after coming back from a double bogey on eight going forward? Extremely, extremely important. I mean, because a lot of times when you get in that position, right, I mean, I was at even par and suddenly I found myself, I think, nine shots off the lead or something like that. It was something ridiculous. And it's easy to get a little bit too aggressive or try too hard to make the birdies so I just try to stay patient and hit each shot the best I could and I hit a terrific drive a great second shot and once I set up myself a good putt uh, try to put the best roll I could and, and seeing that one go in you know it really calmed me down uh, after again after you know before making the putt me and Adam talked it's like if we can get to 14 even par uh, and play the last five holes good we can you know finish with a two or three on the par round and again that was the goal and, and I got it done but Again, having to bounce back birdie, you know, it means one less hole to birdie, uh, you know, instead of having to catch up. And finally, obviously, you know, the Eagle in the last, what can that give you going into the weekend? Uh, uh, there's not much I want to remember from today except the last few holes, honestly. Uh, it, it, it just puts me in good position. Um, you know, it's going to be, I don't know what Mike's at right now, but I think it was four shots back starting uh, before he played 18, right? So, you know, it just means 36-hole race. 
to try to catch him and, and, and try to become the you know the DP World Tour champion. That's as simple as that. But I'll uh, you know I'll keep the vibe of the last few holes and, and how good I've been hitting it. Putting you know putting will come back. Very much looking forward to the golf that lies in store over the course of the next couple of days, not only here at the RSM Classic. And I'm going to give you the times of when and how and where you can catch the golf that's coming up today and over the next two days following. But Rory McIlroy, he finished in six under par through two rounds. He is tied for fifth with Thomas Peters and Christian Buzadenhout on that mark. Eighth place are scores of five under par, and it includes... Uh, Marcus Kinholt, the Swede, and Justin Rose, both five under. Tenth place, of scores of four under par. Thomas Dietrich amongst those. And so, too, uh, Louis Rustazen on that mark of four under par. Now, as far as things go here at the RSM Classic, Webb Simpson is leading the way. Webb Simpson on the mark of seven under par and a 65. So, for Webb Simpson... He's making his eighth start at the RSM Classic. He birdied seven of his last ten holes on the plantation course. Of nine previous 18-hole leads or co-leads in the PGA Tour, Simpson has converted for the win at the 2018 Players' Championship. Following four consecutive rounds in his 60s in 2018, today's 65 moves him to 25 under in his last five event rounds. He's seeking his third top five finish in the event. He had a second back in 2011. He had a third in 2018. He seeks his sixth career PGA Tour win in his 285th start this week. His most recent win came at that 2018 Players' Championship that we mentioned to you now as far as how and where you can get your golf coming up and not only the hours ahead because you remember at 9 15 pga tour live starts that's distributed by nbc sports gold but the coverage on golf channel we have it starting for you today here from sea island at noon eastern time saturday and sunday it will kick off at 1 p.m each of those two days i watched bill gorman on the broadcast yesterday speaking on behalf of rsm and the event did a great job alongside of rich Lerner. the european tours dp world tour championship coverage will kick off saturday at 2 a.m eastern time that's 2 a.m eastern time sunday at 1 30 a.m eastern time absolutely expect a shootout in the two rounds that are before us the cme group tour championship again you just heard us talking about it it is an absolute historic week in the game of golf this is the largest purse that they have ever played for on the lpga 1.5 million dollars to the winner you can catch the coverage on golf channel at 4 p.m eastern time this afternoon if you want to catch it before that you can catch the golf digital stream at 1 p.m same schedule on saturday on sunday the coverage will switch over to nbc and we have it for you at 1 p.m. on the mothership. I hope you guys have a great Friday. I hope you guys have a great weekend. If you're anywhere listening to us in the southeast and you want to get here, you can get tickets. They are still available. The concert on Saturday night is nearly sold out, so you need to move quickly on that if you want to see Coldplay then. And then if you are here, if you're listening to me on the grounds or perhaps you're coming in, don't forget tomorrow night at the conclusion of play, someone could win a million dollars. That will be taking place on the 18th hole. Hope you guys have a great one. Have a great weekend. Have a safe one, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Bye for now.